0: it's okay when we do our still talking um cincinnati spirits competition that's what it will be is only mo- maker judge
1: cincinnati yeah. so we, we're not doing we it fucking us? lake erie's tampon no ohio ever
0: uh fine all right this is a work in progress no judgment in brainstorming Is the still talking podcast our reverent distilling podcast with colton zeno and myself brian and our bitter enemy of the podcast rob masters uh how the fuck whoa, you doing whoa, Rob? Whoa, we missed whoa. you
2: i'm not an enemy of this podcast i love this podcast
1: he's an enemy of the people that run the podcast yeah yeah because they are absolute twats
0: each and every one
2: of us so in the in the year that you guys have been off did you make upgrades i see that like we have video capabilities now does that mean people could watch us if they wanted to not know why they wanted want to but
3: i think yes but our real problem as we discussed last time is
2: that brian lives in the stone age Oh, he doesn't have the internet's. Yeah, yeah. Not yet
3: it hasn't made it that far. I just
2: want everybody to see all the doors that Zeno has behind <laughs> him.
0: He does have a lot of doors. Why are there so many doors, Zeno?
1: The doors. You know, it's so funny, because as I was setting up my computer, I'm like, guarantee Rob's going to say something I'm like, how many doors do you have, so, You know,
2: <laughs> What's behind door number three?
1: You no, know, there's
0: like at least 80 hinges. Like, they're not just doors. They're double doors. Rob is not doing it justice. What the
1: fuck is happening No, it's you? There's two closets, and then it's a bathroom. I'm in my office.
2: There's two yeah, but then there's another room. door to the right.
1: This door here is the door to the hallway.
2: It is a wall of doors.
1: It's, it's pretty much a wall of doors. It's ridiculous. <laughs> now you're pointing it out and I'm looking at it from your perspective.
2: <laughs>
0: and the best part is none of them actually open. It's purely
1: aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, right. I just, yeah, I just get faux doors all over my house. It's, <laughs> it's a decorating choice I've made. Um, the real issue with the video is we look like we do. And yeah. I don't <laughs> want anyone to see that or associate my face with what I say on the internet. Yeah, that's a big part of it.
2: You just want everybody to think you're actually Seth Rogan.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's one of the big selling points of this podcast.
3: Welcome to the Seth Rogan podcast.
0: <laughs> the unaffiliated, but potentially Seth Rogan podcast. Ooh, look at that. He's drinking some family Jones. I drank exactly that much of it.
2: I'm surprised you guys didn't get into that. I would have anticipated that bottle being gone before you got your hands on it.
3: Well, you should have made it better then.
2: Ooh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs>
3: Is that what you wrote on the judging sheet?
2: <laughs>
3: Rob, I hear there's
0: these judging competitions you can enter that will give you feedback to tell you <laughs> ways you can improve your product. Like, really in-depth notes. <laughs> you,
2: you want me to get started on
0: this? Wait, wait. Sh- sh- should I do the preamble of giving some news and reading the winners of ACSA's last awards first? Just to really- <laughs> we,
1: sh- we should do news in that, but yes, I, want, I really do, because it's been, like, what, three years, four years, something?
3: three years since we've done should, news should we have should we have prepped for the news though
0: if,
1: i mean I, brian prepped for it i just assumed
0: I'm, brian did i'm not gonna i've got that. a folder full of news items from years ago like i said none of them will be talkable topical or valuable but yeah i'll read some news stuff and then we'll jump in with rob about the value of uh, you talk about
2: counseling? four loco uh, got uh, stopped by the ttb is that news
0: <laughs> oh no tell us about that one yeah you're the guest uh lead us off with a piece of news rob
2: Oh, I don't know. That was news from like 4 years ago. Maybe even no, 6 no, it's years perfect. ago for Loco. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Stranahan's has been purchased by Proximo Beverage.
0: What? Uh, yeah. oh, entering a new age of consolidation. Who saw this coming?
2: <laughs> I
1: did re- I did read a pretty interesting article about that uh house brand they were making. Yeah.
2: H A U S. Yeah, Constellation backed out, took their money out of it. I hear. Yeah,
1: right. I Mm. mean, it was it was a pretty interesting article. That lady went like all in, and I I used the analogy. I was like, well, you know, you can throw a lot of money at a barrel fire; it's still going to (laughs) burn. And that's kind of what I went like. I don't know anything about the product or what it was. It seemed a little bit vapid for my taste, but um, yeah, it was crazy how much money they had, and then what what happened with Constellation. Anyways, that was like half news, Brian. That's half the news news. you provided.
0: Uh, uh, Here's news from two weeks ago, so like honestly, very up to date for us. Uh, And this is great because it is at the top of my list here. Uh, ACSA announces the 2012 Craft Spirits Medalist. Starlight (laughs) Distillery takes Best in Show. So that was, I will say, absolutely adorable watching the Huber boys walk up and accept like those like dozens of awards uh, i have a soft spot for the hubers uh so that's just me I, they've always i'm been with kind you. us but seeing them actually like halfway grown up is amazing i actually really like it's funny because i think a lot of people see those boys and they're just these ridiculously clean cut boys from indiana i think a lot of people are immediately like oh my god i don't want to talk to them they're just
3: you know <laughs> they're just tiny teds
0: yeah yeah they um, look
1: like Mormons, yeah
3: yeah, they do. They <laughs> totally look like
0: they're going to knock on your door and ask to come in and like hang out with you for a while, but they're like the sweetest, most polite kids, and they know their stuff, so I was actually quite pleased to see them win some things. That was cool. me too, yeah,
1: and that spirit was good.
0: there's nothing wrong with that. that spirit was good. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, say what you will. Starlight does really consistent
1: work.
3: How would you know? Were you a judge or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was a judge. <laughs> Everyone's a judge. Brian, are you just going to talk over everyone the whole time? Is that yes. what your plan is? Absolutely, absolutely.
2: He was judge number. Six. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited yeah. to get to that one. I was not judge number. Six. I know that for a fact. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. ACsa I had not reveal which judge I was
1: in case anyone listens to this. Though <laughs> I don't even thing. know if we should mention the judge
0: part, but we might get to that.
1: Uh, well see. we and, already did and i'm not cutting it
0: yeah that's right because that would be work so <laughs> it's actually going to be the title of the episode judge
1: okay go on though starlight. Uh, let's
0: see starlight uh wiggle won a bunch of things because they put in a ton of things colton how many things did wiggle put in this
3: year oh uh, it was like i think are you allowed to disclose this information uh maybe maybe
1: are you gonna ask me to edit this out? Yeah. Is that what you're about to do right <laughs> just now? Just put a sound on <laughs> there. Sweet fucking Christ. Guys. Just yeah. Just
3: move Brian's talking to right then. All of his interruptions go right. I
1: love there. how easy <laughs> editing is in your head. You're like, yeah, just move it here, do this, change. It'll it's work in Legos. <laughs> yeah. Well Legos don't exist. Lego exists. There's no S, you ignorant slut.
2: Anyway. What if there's more? What if there are multiple? lego
1: yeah they're lego they're still lego that's
3: leg eye. we know that
1: uh, i only buy off-brand lego from uh other
0: <laughs> <laughs> countries That technically the plastic isn't super clean lego is with a z yeah it's with a yeah. z it's got two z's it's it's a branding thing
1: uh, all right i hate everyone <laughs> go go back to judge or whatever the fuck we're talking about wiggle whiskey want a bunch
3: what else uh, let's see um
2: anything. sorrel that was awesome to see Sorel.
3: sorrel yeah yeah innovation award which was which was a fun way to do it the judges all came in the back it wasn't a blind picked through all the bottles so you know package and label and everything was factored in which i thought was cool how we should just do spirits competitions the the tasting at the end of the award show Should be the competition. Everyone just votes at the end. What
1: was the innovative? What was it? It was Sorrel. Okay. Tell me more about it.
3: Oh, like what it is?
0: Yeah. I know more about the person than I knew about the product. So you talk about the product, (laughs) Colton. This
1: is is good information, guys. We come proper (laughs) with all of the information.
3: (laughs) It's uh, Caribbean liqueur.
1: Rob, would you like to help since (laughs) we're idiots? (laughs)
2: <laughs> i honestly don't know much about it either other than i've had it and it's delicious and it's from jack from brooklyn and uh, i've met him a couple times and he's an awesome dude yeah and his little speech up there was uh, great so
1: all right yeah this podcast is brought to you by the spirit that we know nothing about <laughs> yeah. and thankfully described by rob masters our secondary and only real
0: host I tried. Uh, Delta Dirt Distillery got best in class for vodka, which I had never actually talked to them before, but I happened to be like just sitting in the right spot. I talked to them um, before they actually won the awards and they're cool. They're like a family estate distillery. I want to say fourth or fifth generation, right?
1: That's the sweet potato vodka. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a sweet. uh, It's a sweet blend
3: vodka. Super easy to process. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, no, right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, I, I thought it, I thought it was pretty damn good for it. sweet potato vodka. I was like, "Holy shit, this was a pain in the ass." Yeah, or they bought something uh, I, pretty good and added water. <laughs> One of those two things. I think they're doing a good job. And-
3: you know that giant factory of sweet potato vodka in Indiana that you can source <laughs>
0: from. <laughs> Everyone knows about that.
3: Uh, okay, that,
0: that's my highlights from the awards. Uh, let's a couple other news pieces from ages ago. Uh, I did think it was interesting. Discus announced a uh, 171 page partnership document with Energy Star, the government uh, organization that does, you know, you, you see it on appliances all the time, but they also do business partnerships where they help people like lower their energy footprint things like that. Did you guys check any of that out? That was I was actually pretty interested in what they did with that Energy Star program.
3: I, I have not even heard of it until just, just a second ago. Uh, this is news to me. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is real news coming at you. That came out
0: like a long time ago. Like This is months ago, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> we're actually- on the cutting edge of our industry. <laughs> right. uh, no, so essentially Discus worked with the Energy Star, and they developed, I want to say, yeah, it was a 171-page document, and, you know, a lot of it is definitely going to be more applicable to larger distilleries who have economies of scale, but they specifically did try and target smaller operations and operations of any size that could do even just simple energy tracking or, um, you know, some basic, you know, human pieces to lower You know, the amount of energy they put out and then people can kind of choose to self report if they want. And if they come in, I think it's over the course of five years, if you can reduce like your energy footprint by, I think something along 20 percent, you can actually get the energy SAR uh, like a uh, type of business certification. So that's something I was pretty impressed with that Discus worked on. Um, and I think they, I think the actual business certification that will start within the next year or so. But that 171-page document is out now.
3: So you're saying you're going to read it to us, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. 171 pages. Uh, buckle up, Rob. Please be patient with us. We'll get to judging eventually.
1: Uh, that being said, <coughs> let's talk about
0: judging. Yeah, yeah. I think that's enough news. I actually give you a real piece of news. That was exciting. Judging. Hey, Rob. How'd your judging go this year and last year? <laughs>
2: uh we've done pretty well but you know it still doesn't change my uh my thought process
3: you still have grievances
2: yes yeah it doesn't change my thought process when it comes to judging i still just feel that nobody's cracked the code man uh you know people are trying i give colton all the credit in the world and the acsa and um but i don't know i just feel like you could submit the same thing to multiple competitions and get mixed results uh you know different results from all of them and uh i don't know
1: so what you're saying is different people have different opinions
2: <laughs> yeah and different tastes you know like
3: and
1: i hate that
3: <laughs> the weirdest part is that a lot of the competitions are the same people with that different is opinions. The, that is that is
1: <laughs> the terrifying part yeah.
2: somebody sent me one today And they're like, yeah, but look at the judges. And I went and looked at the judges, and it was like all the same people that are in the San Francisco one, and all the same people that are in the New York one, and maybe New Orleans, you know. So we can do.
1: Did you enter the New Orleans?
2: We entered New Orleans, yes, and um, did really well. We got some silvers, um, a bronze, but we got best in category. Uh, on a bunch of things, including, I think one of our spirits got a bronze, but got best in category. So that just means that best
3: in category (laughs) Pachuga,
2: no, (laughs) no wheat, wheat vodka, you know, best in category wheat vodka. So I don't know how many wheat vodkas were submitted, but you know, whatever, I, I still stand by it. They're great for marketing. Uh, I love submitting to ACSA because it supports ACSA and my friends are involved with it um you know namely you two um
3: technically technically brian is also involved he is on the committee
2: okay never made
3: made a meeting
2: no i don't believe in meetings yeah
1: (laughs) i am not at all involved except for i'm a judge sometimes and i go and i'm a member that's not true
2: i'm a member So, you know, you you look at Wiggle, and uh, I don't know how many products they submitted, but they spent a lot of money, I can tell you that, um, just knowing how many medals they got. You know, thinking about, uh, how much is it to submit? It's like 400 bucks or something? Yeah,
3: Holden. it's not cheap.
2: Yeah, so how many medals did they win? Do we know that?
3: I mean, you're asking me to come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a list somewhere. This is
1: a very specific question. If you were prepared for
3: this question, I would be... <laughs> Brian has the list. He has the winners.
2: So. Yeah. Well, between freight and cost of goods and entry fees, you know, you're looking at probably 10000 bucks to the ACSA, which is amazing. That's exactly why I have no problem submitting the ACSA, regardless of what judge number uh, writes on my case. <laughs> or, <doesn't. laughs> or doesn't.
3: Or doesn't. Or <laughs> doesn't. Although they, they scored you very high.
2: That was no. Life. No, they didn't. Isn't they that a 95? A, no, it's a 75. Oh, and I'm, all, I'm... The other, all the other judges for that particular spirit scored it in the 90s. And that judge doesn't write a damn thing. They barely check off the words for smooth or whatever the hell it says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the only word they have on the judging sheet is smooth.
1: Yeah, that's the only descriptive word allowed to use. Is, is it smooth or not yeah, smooth? Right. Pleasing, Medium.
2: Fruity, Wait,
1: what, what spirit it was? Was it? No, it I mean, was dude. the one
2: you're drinking in your hand right now.
1: Oh, yeah, really? well, our bourbon. I mean, that's a 75, probably.
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Zeno, is it smooth? I actually did enjoy
0: because, like, you sent us a photo of it, and I, I love that it has uh appearance pleasing, aroma medium, palate concentration powerful. It's complex. It's in balance. It's in balance. uh, Medium finish, and then yeah, 75 with zero accompanying notes on what any of it meant it was definitely
1: yeah what assholes worked on those
3: descriptors right. such <laughs> terrible descriptors well it is upsetting that they didn't write anything that is we make a very strong point for to the judges that that is the point that they should that they are there for
2: i was specifically going to call you out colton because you are on stage talking about how how good How, your feedback was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, enter ours because we give you feedback, and then I get this sheet from judge number. They couldn't be bothered to write anything other than a 75.
1: I'm just going to have to put a sound effect every time it's judging. I'm going to
3: have to do that. <laughs> when you enter other competitions, do you get sheets back with words circled? Because that uh, is feedback.
2: You know that is a good point. No,
3: <laughs> I don't even
1: have the circled words. Yeah. The, the so just be grateful things. with yes. what you got. That's what Colton is yeah. saying. Right. You greedy right. little bitch. You okay, want wait. more than circled words. Playing
0: devil's advocate, despite the fact that Judge didn't do their fucking job. Zeno, as a judge, how much do you think this is just the nature of the time limit with spirits? Like, I know Incorrect. I've been a judge. And Incorrect. You
1: know, I don't care. Take a long time. Care. It sucks, it's awful. If you don't write anything down, if you do that, you should never be asked to come back. Fair. OK. Yeah, okay right. Because like, I mean that's the whole purpose of sending those out to people. right.
2: It also, if you look at the picture of the sheet that I sent you, you know, judge uh, they didn't circle, they couldn't be bothered to make a complete <laughs> circle. It was just a line. <laughs> and then it was a 75, but in the upper left-hand corner, they drew out, they doodled an yeah. F. <laughs>
1: I saw that <laughs> yeah, I saw that
2: <laughs> so so were they bored because uh, you know they, they, they had some, some time to kill uh, or they, did they really not like my spirit and they wanted to give it a f for fail?
0: My favorite part was actually that they originally underlined floral and then erased it and underlined fruity.
1: Twice. twice, twice they underlined twice. It twice, but they also had floral underlined twice too. So they felt they felt double. Yeah.
2: This is really floral. Nope, nope. Actually, it's really floral for fruity. No, it's floral. No, it's fruity. Oh, oh. I'm gonna put this F over here on the side.
1: Um, the double yeah. line really just sends it home too.
2: Yeah, really. that's
1: why they
0: didn't have time to do notes. They were really emphatic with their underlining.
1: In this and F, this erasing. This F that they drew is like, I don't know. Maybe this person needs help. <laughs> Was it Was in a cry for help?
3: Well, Rob, compared to your notes from last year, which were, which were more useful? Because, because last year we sent samples
2: to people's houses, and they had all the time in the world, right? They
3: yeah. Had, yeah, they had two weeks, which I would say is all the time in the world. This. Hold on,
1: Rob. Wait, before you get to that, did you get any other ones that were totally blank?
2: Uh, there were a couple that were pretty slim, but they at least would write in, you know, there's a box here. Hang on, i got to pull it up again. Um, there's a box here. What were the product strengths and what are the standout flaws mm-hmm. and how could the spirit be improved? In every one of them, except for this one, there was at least one word in those three boxes. So,
1: okay. That's good because I think that's the important part. And that's personally, that's what I take the time on is like, well, how can I write yeah. these three things? Because how can I help? Descriptors are descriptors, right? You can't tell a whole lot with that. It just yeah, like, you just
3: <laughs> you just wrote make better over and over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Over. Like get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: no. All right. Well, that's, I'm glad that it was only that one. That sucks, but okay.
2: I don't honestly remember. The results from last year's judging because it was a long time ago, and I've been through a few things since then. So, yeah,
1: yeah, no so, excuses.
3: This can't is answer most,
2: that.
1: This is the most important thing in your life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just interested because last last year, you know, not only did they have all the time, but they didn't have other judges to sway them. Yeah, right? persuading They're, them. If, yeah. if you're sitting at a table. And somebody smells something and you know, even if it's super subtle, but they make a face or something, you're gonna start second guessing yourself. And without yeah. that, i you know, I think I'd Power love to judge it to be three hundred and sixty four days, right? All year long.
2: Yeah. Well, if you do it the way that I say you should do it and make cocktails for every spirit, oh, then it's gonna take three hundred and sixty five <laughs> yeah, days. Yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> Let's add more variables to this. Yeah. That'd be fun. May 5th is gin and tonics from Spain, <laughs> specifically.
2: <laughs> yes. in giant goblets with little rat, <laughs> rabbit turds floating in it. Oh, I mean juniper berries.
1: <laughs> well, Colton, couldn't you look at like how many awards were given out this year compared to last year? I don't know what that information gives you if you had that number.
2: Well, I remember last year there being a lot of not awards, right? was in the entire whiskey category no golds and, like, three silvers or something?
1: And that was the take-home one, right? That was the one that yeah. sent out the samples.
3: Yeah.
2: So, more awards were given out this year than last year, I think.
3: No, I think we had fairly similar submission levels. So, Well, to your point,
1: though, earlier, Rob, when one of the other judges at my table from ACSA this year, he – Another competition released their results, and there was a, a spirit that was undrinkable. I thought it was undrinkable. I was. It's actually probably the worst spirit I've had in, <laughs> in years of competitions. Um, and I still wasn't mean about it because I'm not a dick. And he texted me or called me. He's like, hey, this other competition, they got like a silver. <laughs> and like we, he agreed with me. He was like undrinkable. Like, something is wrong with this, and yeah. one a competition another one. So, like, that's, to your point of it being completely different, I don't know what someone could have saw on that to give it a medal, besides, like, unless their basement is starts out like a bronze or a silver, which, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of competitions, that's what it is. If you enter, yeah. it's a bronze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I know we've talked about this before,
0: but let's revisit it, Rob. What is, give us your top three things we can do, not just we as an us, but we as an industry, can do to improve the competition landscape? What would be the better competition?
2: Mm, You know what would be cool? And I think this is, this happens in the beer world. I don't know enough about the beer world, but have a set of standards that everybody follows. (laughs) So if we're judged against standards and we get a score against standards and not judged against the other spirits in the competition, which is the way it should be, you should be judged against standards. Every competition should have the same standards, right? And if I remember correctly, in the beer world, there's a certification for that where, you know, you have to go and take a test in order to be a certified judge. To know what the standards are for each of the different categories
3: they they run into the same problem though I was talking to a spear or a beer judge recently and some competition they the judges graded this the beer that was the standard bearer that created that category. I can't remember what category it was, but it was what you use as the judge against all others. And they gave it like a forty-five.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but like I mean, so beer standards—they're like SRM, right? IBUs,
2: which. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, how are you judging that though? And then what you're talking about is like what a beer cicerone certification—is that what it's called?
2: No, I think there's a judging certification. Yeah, BJCP.
1: Oh yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and they taste—they yeah, taste, they taste like—is this in profile of a Belgian wit? Right, yeah. we could do that, but Brian, I think you were in the room with me in Louisville when we were at the Gin Summit, or not Gin Summit, whatever Gin Union, whatever they were calling it. But mm-hmm. the whole room could not decide on what a standard for gin should be. Yeah, right.
0: They were nowhere we close.
3: That? Yeah,
2: yeah. Which goes to my point of, you know, once you put juniper into a gin. The sky's the limit for the botanical mix. There are hundreds of thousands of different botanicals you could put into a gin out there. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit there. And now you we will within,
1: name them all.
2: You have to stay within GRAS, right? Generally yeah. regarded as safe. But there are a lot of different botanicals. And so no two gins should ever be alike. So do you judge against London Dry Standard and then you know old tom standard and then there's a standard for western but i mean how do you even define those you know so yeah that's tough
0: yeah what if instead of trying to create a standard for the individual spirit categories you just make a standard for the judge itself where you have to like i said get a certification as a judge where they're using at least the same methodologies so they're they have a certain language that they're all using the same language when they're actually making these notes when they're talking to each other at the table they're not having to because i've been at tables where you have to educate someone who's brand new maybe they're a journalist or maybe they're um you know a distributor or something and they don't have kind of the same experience as everyone else at the table so you almost have to train them up to have that same language to have the conversation about the spirit in front of you what if the certification is simply creating standardization of the methodology that the judges are using and then a competition can be certified by only using certified judges or something along those
3: lines. But your problem is you then have to convince the consumer that that's worth it, which is doable, <laughs> but takes yeah. quite a bit of money.
1: To your point though, educating people. I mean, we had absinthe come to our table because we finished early and nobody's like, how do I judge this? I'm like, well, I'm like, you can drink it as is now. I would add a bunch of water to it. Like, does it lose?"
2: Does it yeah.
1: taste like an absinthe, right? And like, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, this is more palatable. I'm like, yeah, if you drink it like that, it's going to be fire for you, right?
2: Which which goes to my point that I love, I know you love, Zeno, is who makes gin to be drank neat? I do. You make gin to put into a cocktail. And so should it not be judged in a cocktail, which is what it was made for, right? I mean, we drink it neat. We say we drink it neat because it's going to, present any flaws that it might have but a gin neat that tastes horrible might taste absolutely delicious and tonic but isn't that
1: contradictory to what you're saying though if you want a standard like this is a standard gin but a cocktail can completely change it and how that standard would be referenced mm, so you know i'm just saying there's a conflict within i don't either disagree with either of those two points yeah only psychopaths drink gin Neat, which <laughs> I do actually. Uh I just drink it on the rock sometimes. But uh right. um i I agree with you, but there's there's a conflict there and the standards I think if you wanted to and ACSA actually does try to do that. There is a calibration set like the, the night before, and there's some effort to do that and say, Hey, look, this is a London dry, and right, it's uh, you know, a known London dry. This is Whatever uh, a Plymouth style, which is Plymouth, but then the, you're, what the problem is when you get into whatever contemporary gins. Like, how do you how do you base a standard on that? This is a gin made for
2: cocktails. What kind of cocktail? Gin and tonic. Gin is different than a martini. Gin. What tonic? In my or, world. What tonic are you using? Oh right, that too. Cheap Schweppes and a plastic bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or fever tree, you know, in a fever, nice glass bottle.
1: Fever tree, refreshingly light, is my tonic of choice. This podcast is brought to you by Fever Tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For yeah. legal reasons, this podcast is definitely not brought to you by Fever Tree. <laughs> but
3: they support everything I say personally. Well, <laughs> we've we've talked about expanding that calibration class. That's one of the ideas we've thrown out. Is make it. A month or two months of like you know partner with some company that'll send you kits at home and get all the judges on board for an extended period of time instead of just the day before so you know we're we're trying to build up that sort of standard in calibration but we still run into you have two and a half days to try 500 spirits I'm with Rob on the certification, though. Like, I mean, BJCP is
1: whatever, but uh, something, some kind of certification where you know how to speak to it, and then you're put on that table, whether it's whiskey or gin or vodka, you have some certification or some knowledge that's accredited by someone (laughs) that says you know, like, you can say things and there's validity to it. Otherwise, it's just pissing
0: in the wind. Uh, I'm I enjoy the idea of certification simply because it will help differentiate different judging competitions because uh, I mean it's it doesn't feel like it's quite as bad now but there was a couple years there where it felt like every week a new competition was hitting me with a press release some random
2: there's stu- still there's still coming.
0: Okay. Yeah. so yeah I'm just micro liquor
1: random, ascot right? awards
0: yeah well and that's the thing is like as a smaller distiller how do you identify which ones are worth your time and specifically like you said rob money like it costs a lot of money and maybe some of these smaller newer guys are trying to hope for a couple awards or maybe they're hoping maybe they'll get some sensory analysis back Um, but if they don't know the caliber of these individual judging competitions uh, having some sort of certification that's universal that these competitions can then highlight and say hey all of our judges have this certification i think that'd be a huge help from an industry standpoint and whoever was smart enough to actually put the certification together could really lean on that and make some money on it i don't know someone like acsa or someone else but
1: still talking podcast <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> there
0: you go. i mean someone should do it and someone with some credibility but i think that would be really beneficial
3: Brian, don't you own some sort of like science journal
1: type thing? Yeah, you even peddled that in, a, in, in the one episode that we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by the Journal of Distilling Science.
3: Wait, do Zeno and I now own part of that? Because Yeah, we, we're owners.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you're uh, 100% owners, yeah. actually, uh, which there's some liability with that, which the lawyer yeah. will contact you. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine.
1: And when we say peer reviewed, it's just Colton and I talking about it. and they don't review it they are we don't review we just talk about it yeah (laughs) i'm gonna sneak a judge
0: reference into the next journal of distilling science issue it's gonna be great
1: uh i haven't read it i have no idea what it's like (laughs)
0: that's okay we've only done one gary spedding is diligently working on the next edition we're the goal is to do two a year um but it's i mean it's a lot of fucking work doing the actual peer review process and having to reject papers and um, yeah, it's it's a shit ton of work. So yeah. I've it's not a moneymaker. It's just something we're trying to do because I think the industry needs it. So it hasn't. You know, we, we're kind of taking our time with it. So how does uh, one get their hands on this journal? Uh, you basically shoot me an email, and I make sure to mail you one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could plug it. There's a website. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs>
1: So we're we just gonna ra- we're just gonna call out your personal email now to everyone. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's it's been out there forever. Let's just give them Amanda's or maybe your children's.
0: <laughs> my kids, my kids hate me. They don't even get cell phones. I'm that dad.
1: But they have emails, and they're gonna get all your emails for this journal. <laughs> if you're interested in the Journal
0: of Distilling Science, no, please go to uh, journaldistilling.com. That's journaldistilling.com. Is that a real thing? Yeah, that's actually the website. Oh. <laughs> and you can click to that. preview it, or you can click to subscribe.
2: It's uh, it's great when you have insomnia and you need, you need to fall asleep. Just read it for, like, within two pages, you're usually, I'm snoring.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's heavy. I honestly, the my favorite articles uh, at the end of the day to um, edit uh, for the artisan spirit are whenever Gary Spedding, who is, Seriously, one of the smartest people I know. He submits like 20, 30 page articles to me that I then either have to try and cut up into like 10 or 12 pages. uh, But trying to edit those because they're so far above my caliber of understanding and science, it just is exhausting. And I usually pass right out, um, which is fantastic. So yes, I'm with you on that. Anything Gary writes is wildly smart and
1: impossible to read. Yeah. So I'm bringing it back. I'm still all for... I do think some kind of certification, but all of us, we should think about that. And what does that look like, right? And can you get certifications just in whiskey and brandy or all spirits? And can you build building blocks? Someone should make that, but I don't know who. It's going to be
0: us. Yeah.
2: Well, still talking podcast. It it goes along with the conversation of can somebody certify master distillers as well?
1: Well, that actually has a, a program. And you have to be sponsored, and it's but it, I mean, again, it's it's what it's through the IBD, you can actually get a certification through them. There's some testing and all. I don't know. I mean, at least it was five years.
2: There's ago. master brewers, but I don't think there's a master distiller certification. There, there is, really. There are, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've seen plenty of people abuse that. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it's a horse shit title, anyways. Yeah. Um And it it's kind of difficult. Because you have to have – you have to, like, make a certain amount of proof gallons to sponsor you. I'll send it to you. I saved it somewhere. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's through the IBD. And, you know, what does any of it mean? I don't know. But if it would make people feel better about getting a judging sheet that there's actual feedback on it, they're like, well, they at least went through something that they have drank whiskey before. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right? They're well, over 21.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Certified. Okay, I have one last question, and then we should probably wrap it up. Um, But one of the ones that people do reference and people talk about a lot, especially on the distributor side, that's one they like it or not, they look to for some guidance, is the San Francisco one. Why is that one, as distillers, why does that one stand out? I know we all kind of personally, internally kind of make fun of that one, I think, that if you submit something, you'll probably get a medal. But why is that particular award and competition something the Industry, at least the wholesalers and retailers, retailers often look at. Is it just marketing?
3: Well, I, I think it's it's exactly what you said. You you enter and you have a decent chance of getting a medal. So then, everyone is then marketing to their consumers. Hey, I want a medal in San Francisco. So all the consumers are hearing San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco all the time. It's a feedback loop. It just it builds on itself, right?
2: I also it's- think they were one of the first. Yeah. Uh, at least first big ones, you know, um, I've looked at the list of judges and there are some legitimate people on the uh, on that judging panel. Uh, we submit to the San Francisco it's one of the few that we submit to. Um, so for what it's worth, I just think they've been around
3: the, the name like having a known name like a city, I think builds more credibility than ACSA awards on a bottle. Right, sure. A general consumer doesn't know what that means. They know San Francisco is this big is a place, cool, hip city. So. This is a place. It exists. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, Rob, do they? I'm assuming you won something since they are the Oprah Winfrey of judging competitions. <laughs> um, did they give you like swag too, like a roll of stickers? Or did they try and sell you the stickers?
2: Uh yeah, you can buy it. Uh we won best in class for a rock and rye a few years ago. Which um, you know, Colton, the process on that is if you get how does it work? If you get a gold or is it a double gold? They taste all the double golds at the end, and then
3: Double gold, actually, it does have a meaning, right? It's every yeah. judge
2: at the table. That's what gold. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember. but
3: Is that something you guys think ACSA, ACSA should do, is have these best of all these different classes? Like, Rob, you won best of wheat vodka. Well, ACSA you just won best two
1: lines vodka. under Fruity. <laughs> Two lines under fruit. <laughs> it's <laughs> double, yeah. double lines. Double and, lines. Floral. <laughs>
2: and floral. And um, floral. I think that that's cool as long as you have some sort of rule that there has to be at least X number of spirits submitted within the category. Although, if you're not judging against other spirits, that shouldn't matter. If you're judging against a standard, which you are, then maybe yes. But Best in category is only awarded if there's a gold or a certain score. Like you have to score at least a ninety to get best in category.
3: Minimum. Bench. Well, I don't mean like ACSA does best in category, right? But a lot yeah, of the other class, competitions, right? a lot best in class. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the other competitions break it down to these what I would consider very small categories.
2: Right, right. like old Tom, our, our Earl Grey Jin won best. In category old Tom gins in New Orleans, and same thing like how many old Tom's were submitted? I'm
3: sure there were over over one. So
1: well, no, no. So I want to say that because the New Orleans one was a bit odd because, and it was Drew Faulkner and and, uh, and Wayne Curtis, right? That's the ones who did it. And I had I actually had a drink with Wayne um, a week ago. And I was asking like, Oh, how'd it go? And everything like that. My my thing was they had so many weird categories and they categorize your spirit for you. You don't enter a category.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nowhere in any of our marketing or anything have we ever called our Earl gray old Tom. It technically is because it is a gin that's got a little bit of sugar in it to sweeten it up a little bit, but uh, nowhere do we ever say it's an old Tom style, but they put it in there anyway. I think because it was barrel aged, maybe. You know, that's another thing is who has defined some of these categories. There's no TTB standard for old Tom Jim, No. but saying that there's no TTB standard for London Dry or Western or Plymouth right. either. So
1: there was a there's a there was pressure for like us to enter because you know it's New Orleans and I'm in New Orleans, but um, I looked at like there was one american raw juice based rum um, or i don't know there was one that won i was like how many american raw juice based rums are there right Right. and then how many entered
2: yeah
1: right Right. so there's like like me i can tell you me three roll release on did a little bit sugarfield did a little bit those are all louisiana and then you have like three in hawaii so what i say like seven Right. So, I mean, like, the categories maybe were a little bit too specific. I just want to know how you felt about that. With
2: I'll tell you, we entered that one because it was associated... Well, first of all... Well, first of all, we entered it because it was associated with Tales of the Cocktail. Mm-hmm. But then I heard Drew was involved, and I like Drew, so I wanted to support him. Um, but it being associated with Tales of the Cocktail and the awards being announced during Tales of the Cocktail, I got texts from three different people that were at tails of cocktail saying hey congrats on your awards so like that's pretty legit to have bartenders of the caliber that go down to tails of cocktail seeing your name you know and that's why we enter competitions for marketing
3: and exposure, for right? not feedback not <laughs> feedback <laughs> not double
1: lines under foodie yeah. and- so you're doing fine Judge.
0: We don't need you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Zeno, grunt us out.
1: <sighs> final thoughts. Um, do I come up with a question? Is that what I've been doing lately? It's coming up with a question lately.
3: Lately, yeah, <laughs> like last year is for lately. years.
0: Yeah, usually you come up with a, a final thought question, or you could just do a final thought and then uh, we can close it out.
1: Uh, is there anything? that you drank strictly because it won an award and you're like, "Oh yeah. This is great." Like did the marketing work on you? Ever do you have any spirits that you think that that happened to? The answer can be no. Personally for me no. Sorrel.
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: Good answer.
2: <laughs> Even though you can't tell us what it is.
3: Yeah. It's a Caribbean no liqueur. <laughs> I've read occasional marketing on it. Uh,
2: my answer is maybe at the ECSA, in particular. You know, after the awards, there's always the room full of spirits, and I've definitely had somebody hand me a bottle and say, "This one, such and such," Fair. and then I'll try it, yeah. right? But it's not something that I will directly you know, seek out and directly go get because it won't.
1: Yeah, I I think that happens. So we still are all affected by it because that all happens to us at ACSA. Yep. Like, hey, this one award, we should check it out. Right. But so there is some teeth to it. There is some value to it. Uh, I like the feedback aspect. I always want it to be makers and only makers.
0: That's okay. When we do our still talking um, Cincinnati spirits competition. That's what it will be is only (laughs) maker judge
1: cincinnati yeah. no, Where we, we're not doing we it fucking us? lake erie's tampon no ohio ever
0: uh fine all right this is a work in progress no judgment in brainstorming uh anyway i think that's it rob thank you for coming on uh being a great hey, friend, frenemy of the podcast uh we love you dearly <laughs> and uh i love you dummies
3: all right